Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Snap Out of It Radio Network. Hear all our great shows across the world. Join our community at snapoutofitradionetwork.com. So wake up, stand up, and snap out of it. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, I'm Mel, and welcome to another show. We've got a great show today. So it's on one of my uh, favourite topics that I really love working with and talking to people about, forgiveness. So we're looking at forgiveness today, so welcome to the American listeners and we've got a lovely American lady on tonight talking about this and welcome to the Australian listeners and all the people from uh, anywhere else in the world that are picking up the shows live or listening to them uh, later, that's really, really great. And, you know, we're talking about empowered love and forgiveness is a big part of that. And I'm having a beautiful empowered love experience at the moment. I am so in love because I just got two new kittens. And they are just the love of my life at the moment. Well, I've got many loves of my life, but they've joined in that. And, uh, you know, they had me awake half the night last night playing, cuddling, uh, purring. Yeah, and it's just... But I love them anyway, so I'm having lots of fun with my kittens. But anyway, on to the show, and we've got Pamela on the show today, and she's the founder of Forgiveness Healing International. And Pamela Gregory's mission is to bring the healing power of forgiveness to the awareness of everyone on a worldwide basis. And what her goal is, is to establish an International Forgiveness Day that can be recognized and celebrated throughout the world. And that's a wonderful, wonderful mission and uh, sight to have. I think that's just sensational. Her message of love and oneness is creating a renewed sense of love and compassion within the hearts of those she touches through her work. And Pamela spent over 25 years in health and wellness industry as a fitness trainer, holistic health practitioner and a nutritional consultant. And her greatest passion, so she's come across this passion and really, really working it, is to research empowering ways to help people heal themselves. And one of her big focuses on that is the emotional, energetic, spiritual level, which is the level that I love and I work with, hence why I really wanted Pamela to come on the show. And she blends some several very powerful healing modalities, including EFT, heart forgiveness, Oh, goodness, some point process. I can't, you'll have to read that on my show. I can't. I'll have to get Pamela to pronounce that. Pamela, how do you pronounce that? Who pronounced pen- Thank you. <laughs> Lovely. I couldn't have said that. And divine guidance <laughs> counseling to create her unique forgiveness healing process. And this is a really powerful process that Pamela's been working with. And what it does is restores the body's emotional and energetic balance back to the time before the event which caused it. Okay, so, you know, there's lots else that we've got there, but I think what we'll do is we'll, well, well, I'll introduce Pamela and we'll get started on this. So, Pamela, thank you and welcome for coming on. Thank you, Mel, for having me. I'm so happy to be here tonight or tomorrow in your time in Australia. That's right. That's exactly, that's right. We're ahead. We're ahead of you guys. I already know what your tomorrow's like. (laughs) To see into the future. (laughs) <laughs> that's right exactly it's incredible you know we're thinking and we're, we're morphing and we're just incredible Skype's incredible and phone's incredible and this whole process and computers are incredible so I love it I love it so okay so Pamela let's get into you know your information about forgiveness because this is a this is a huge thing very very close to my heart and I've been a person that was pre-forgiveness and I've been post-forgiveness and I mean from a heart level, not so much like a structured religion level, but so I really, I so know the benefits and, you know, I'm really passionate about sharing benefits too. So can you tell me why is the message of forgiveness so important to you? 
Well, basically it's because when I started researching forgiveness about seven, eight years ago, it was due to a conference call that I was a part of with some cancer research uh, doctors at a facility here in North Carolina in the state. And what they found is that um, everybody that was in the facility that had a major chronic or terminal condition had an unresolved forgiveness issue that they found was um, still very prevalent in their life. And that when they went through these exercises and were able to resolve some of the, for, some of the forgiveness issues, they had what they called miraculous healings that they couldn't attribute to anything else. And so and I work with energy medicine. I know it was just it just blew me away. It just never left my mind. And so in all the sessions that I was doing with the EFT and so forth, regardless of what people came to see me for, I noticed there was a trend when I brought it up about forgiveness, that there was always an underlying aspect of forgiveness behind the abuse, behind the addiction, behind the mm. infidelity, whatever it was. And so mm-hmm. it was just a common thread that it just kind of took off on a life all of its own when I started investigating that. And, um, and it just has been such a healing component because it's at the root cause of so many conditions that mm-hmm. um, when I connected all the dots with all of that, I just saw how, how really powerful this is and people need to know about it to help themselves heal on that level. So... Yes, because really, it's about it's about resistance and acceptance, isn't it? It totally. And when is. you're still and, hurting and, and hanging on, you're in so much resistance. Exactly, and it's about claiming responsibility. You know, we're, um, we're always looking outside of ourselves for reasons that things, you know, are, we're not happy in our life and blaming others. But it's it's never outside of ourselves. It's always within ourselves and how we react to what what the event was or what was, what was done to us and so it, you know we can handle it one of two ways and harboring that resentment and unforgiveness only hurts us and the end. the other person may not even know that you're upset with them um, and they've gone on with their life but who carries that with them and who does that damage mm-hmm. all the way to the core level that's right, and it's pure law of attraction, isn't it, Pamela? If you're hanging on to a charge and a pain, you're vibrating at that, and you're going to keep attracting that into your life. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you because whatever you focus on, you draw near. I mean, so if you're hung up on some oh. event and you're walking around in this victim role, what are you going to attract? More roles yes. to become a victim in. So yes, it's, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. This is my point entirely that, you know, I'm working with at the moment. And uh, Pamela, I love how you said, you know, it's about taking responsibility. What I've actually found, and I found the people that, and it's really actually very rare, but coming across some victims of abuse, and when um, talking about the dynamic of whatever's come into your life, let's take responsibility for that. Let's heal that part of us that attracted and sustained that. There's some of these camps that are really going into, oh my God, you're going to label me as this was my fault. I'm not taking any blame. This had nothing to do with me. I was a victim of a sociopath, and that's it. What do you, what's your feeling on people that are doing that? Well, that can very well be the case. I mean, they can very well be the victim of a sociopath. But what are you going to do about that? Are you going to continue to be the victim? the rest of your life. I mean, that event happened. You cannot change it. Mm. But what can we do from this point on? Do we sit there and we relive it? See, every time we, we retell the same story of something bad that happened to us, whether it's to a therapist, mm. our friend, a family member, or let it rerun in our brain over and over again, energetically what that does to us on a health and well-being level is our body mm. doesn't know if we're in that horrible event right now at this minute or if it happened 50 years ago. So energetically, what it does for us is it creates on a cellular DNA level. I mean, I'm talking strictly health here. It reruns that that negative energy that it actually will affect your health negatively Mm -hmm. today by remembering what happened 10, 20, 30, however many years ago. Because your mind doesn't know, it cannot tell, you know, fact from reality, the fact that it's, if it's today or so many years ago energetically we are there right now every time I rehash it that's right so it's like okay let's say somebody 
you know, did something horrible to you once, if you're replaying it a thousand times, which is very, very, we're very capable of doing that. Right. They may as well have done it a thousand times to us, not just once. Right, and that's why, that's why you know, the, the saying is, you know, time heals all wounds. Well, no, it doesn't. It just gets very deeper, you know, because I agree. five years ago and then all of a sudden something happened four years ago that was awful, three years ago. So it's just the five-year-ago problem didn't go away. It's still there, but it may have been covered up by, what, you know, something bigger that happened three mm. years ago. Okay, but that's still there doing the damage at the core, and even though we haven't thought about it, it is still energetically causing us pain and suffering and, and so forth. And so when we go to therapy, for instance, we're talking about what happened in the past and why we're, you know, we're, you know, we were abused or a drug addict or whatever it was. It keeps us, you know, we're, we're still stuck in the problem. Mm. And so we and walk out of there. I've met people 20 years of psychology and they come along and they are still in it and they haven't shifted it energetically and you know so it's like those people that are saying well I was abused by my mother she was a sociopath I then you know I've had these relationships with sociopaths they've destroyed my life now you know by staying on that story this is what I'm saying is well what are you waiting for are you waiting for the sociopath to make it up to you are you waiting for justice to happen are you waiting for them to be struck dead by lightning what are you waiting for because if you're stuck in that victim, where is your closure? How can you move on? How can you heal if you just stay stuck in that story? Right. Where, where are you ever going to find the peace? That's right. Where are you going to get closure? You're not going to get it from the sociopath. Right, right. And what I found huh? is that in, in the sessions that I've done is there are like, I call them life themes or patterns, where if there was betrayal in growing up, like between uh, somebody abused a person in the family. Like let's say grandfather sexually abused some, you know, someone. Yes. And then she grows, grows up and the mother didn't protect her and so forth and whatever kind of knew about it didn't, didn't protect her yes. or stop it from happening. And then years later, the, I've seen this again and again and again with the same pattern. The people who are supposed to be your number one allies and, and so forth will betray again, like the husband and the best friend and so forth. Yes, correct. I've seen, and it's just like, it's almost like, I, I, I equate it to algebra class. So in, until you pass algebra class, you're going to have to take it again and again and again. Just because you've taken the class so and, you, and you fail doesn't mean you, you're done with it. You get that opportunity until you pass it, until you learn the lesson, you're going to be presented with it again and again. Yes, and that's the opportunity and the gift. Right. It's because it when is. you can move through that, then no more. You know, exactly. no more. You're not going to hook up with it. You're not going to fight with it. You're not going to um, steer off the road and hit that tree again. You, exactly. you know, and that's where the personal responsibility comes in. It's like, you know, thank do you, you want to yes. take algebra class once or you want to take it ten times? Do you yes. want to spend, you know... Six months in it or 60 years in it? You know, I mean, it's, you see? And that's why the choice is always ours, and that's where the victimization ends. Because yes, you're a victim yes. only as long as you allow yourself to be until you know that there's a better way. When we don't know yes. any better, we can't help ourselves. But with this information, we can tell people there is a better way. You do not have to stay in a, an abusive relationship or an unhealthy situation or unfulfilling job or whatever it is you want to change. You know, we have all these excuses of why, but in the end, we know that they're really excuses, and it's all based in fear and all of that. And then we, you know, it's fear is really anger turned inside out. Correct. Correct. So, yes. And then even when we're out of those situations, we don't have to stay in them mentally and emotionally and vibrationally. Right. Right, because that's what, what do we mm. do when we start a new relationship. We go into it that's with the wrong. same with the same concerns, well, well, my last boyfriend did this, and so are you going to do this too, or my last husband or my last wife, you know, you expect that same pattern, and so what's going to happen? Well, you, you generally know, attract you're it. You're half looking for it. <laughs> yeah, you're half looking for it, and then we wonder why we attracted the same type of guy that we just got rid of. <laughs> you know, it's like, or, or we could get a really good guy, and then because we're paranoid, because we're still holding on the charge, we'll sabotage it and push him away anyway. Absolutely. 
right? Because we're not huh. deserving or they can't really love us and they Correct. know us and all that other stuff that comes into it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. of that myriad and myriad of stuff. And, yeah, look, it's patterns, isn't it? It's patterns. And, and I think that's very true when people are just saying, well, look, I'm a victim. I, I'm a victim. And I know I did it. I did it. My pattern was abuse. And I was a victim. And it was everybody else's fault. And I just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. But then when I realized the pattern, the pattern was that that was my pattern over and over again and I wasn't healing from it, I wasn't resolving it, I certainly wasn't forgiving because why should I forgive them? Right. You know, they right. were horrible, terrible people. Why should I forgive them? Right. So let's, you know, let's move. But that's the pattern. And the thing is, too, as a past life regression therapist, I've seen it. I know it. We can do this lifetime to lifetime. We're going to reincarnate, do it again, have the same stuff over and over and over. We're on Groundhog Day until we actually get to the point of acceptance, which is so through forgiveness. I believe. Well, exactly, and I, I always say you can't, you know, heal what is not revealed, and so you need to be honest with yourself of what needs to be healed and, and be clear about the issue and own it and take responsibility and say, mm-hmm. this is not, you know, I deserve better than this, and love yourself enough to not tolerate it anymore and, and yeah. go after yeah. what you want and know that you're deserving and, you know, the perfect being that you are and all of that and it's about yeah. loving and accepting yourself even with all and of what the, you think the perceived oh, sorry you guys we have excuse me yeah exactly that unconditional love and acceptance and and I, and do you think that part of that responsibility is that quantum leap when we can go to that point and say well look you know what you were showing me was really a mirror to me about how I wasn't deserving enough and how I wasn't loving and respecting myself enough. And I really needed that mirror to show me that. Well, actually, since you're on the mirror, there's a great analogy I'd like to share with you because it really puts things in perspective. So I'd like to do, yeah, give please. you an example of you know, what we do without even realizing it. And it's the reason why we find ourselves stuck in ruts and repeating the same energetic patterns again and again. Mm. So how many times have you thought to yourself, I'd really like to change this or that about my life? It could be your job you know, that is unfulfilling, a relationship you aren't thriving in. It could even be a, a, a behavior that you don't like about yourself. It you know, really could be anything. And sometimes it's just one thing we don't like about our life and we want to change, and other times you know, we just want to change everything about our life. So what yeah. I'd like to have you do is just imagine yourself for a minute just sitting in front of a mirror. And correlate the thing okay, you want to change. Okay, and correlate the thing you want to change with changing your hairstyle. Yes. So you look in the mirror, and you pick up the comb, and you start to comb the reflection. And you wonder why nothing changes in your world. So you blame the people and situations and all these reasons that your hairstyle hasn't changed. And the reason it hasn't changed is because you're not actually combing your hair. The change hasn't come from within you. So until you realize that everything has to emanate from yourself and you actually begin to comb your hair, you know, your outside world, the reflection in the mirror doesn't change. Mm. Are you following me? Oh, absolutely. So as soon you know, as you comb your hair, yeah, your outer world, you know, the reflection changes because it has to, because you've changed. And that's where the vibration and all that comes in is it's just like the outer world changes when our inner world changes. The vibra- what we're vibrating will now bring other things into our life because we're no longer looking outside of ourselves for that happiness or for change. That's right. That's, that's exactly, exactly right. So and that's you know, the responsibility, isn't it? It's, it's so within, so without. Exactly. So when we have an issue or problem with someone, we try to, you know, change them. When the only person we can change is ourselves. And so, you know, where forgiveness is concerned, we must heal our own heart before healing within the relationship can occur. Yes. So we must change the source of the pain, and the source of all of our pain is always within us. Yes, yes. And also, too, you know, there may be possibilities. And let's say, because, you know, a big area of my work is with, 
people recovering from, you know, narcissistic or sociopathic type of love. And there may not be, you know, there may not be love there. There may not be uh, a resolution there. And why? And that's why it's so... But the resolution's got to be within yourself. Exactly. You have to forgive the other person, not for them. You don't even have to tell the other person that you forgive them or whatever. That doesn't mean we have to be in relationship with these people. Okay? Right. It just means... I mean, I, I, I still say we have to be loving and kind all the time, no matter what. But that doesn't mean if, if you and I, you know, don't, don't see eye to eye in certain things and so forth, I don't have to be in relationship yeah. with you, but I, I, I have to love you unconditionally regardless because you yeah. see it's, it's my judgments of you that are making, creating all the issues in my life and problems, you know, and because Absolutely. I'm making you wrong or bad, it's creating all Absolutely. the problems and issues. And so Look, I when totally I... Agree. And- yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry, so when, when, Keep going. When, I, when, a, when we let people live and let live, we may not necessarily approve of what they're doing, but it's just, you know, my opinion of how you should live your life is just my opinion and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So it's just learning to love and accept people for who they are, whether you agree with their behavior, whatever. And if you don't agree with their behavior, you don't need to be in relationship with them. But you don't that's, need to hate them it. anyway. Hate them either. Mm. Look, I totally agree, and this, uh, you know, this this thing about this surge of narcissism, and it's increasing, and it's huge, and it's epidemic, and it's it's out there in big, big numbers. And what I'm seeing happen is this a movement against narcissism, which is really uh, identifying the dynamics of them, which I think is very, very important education. But then there's a huge amount of focus on that, you know, that they're this, they're that, they're soulless monsters, they're this, they're that. How can they do that? That's disgusting. They're, you know, uh, they're just disgusting. They're evil. They're whatever, whatever, whatever. Now, you know, I used to be in a very high-level uh, NPD relationship, and I know it intimately. And I know that when I was focused on all of that, on all of the evil, that it was absolutely ripping my life to shreds. Mm-hmm. And I do know that by getting into that whole unconditional framework which is so powerful which is you are who you are I accept who you are now who am I in relation to that mm-hmm. because who I am in relation to that that's not my reality that's not the way I want to live my life that's nothing like my reality so I can allow you to be who you are I don't have to be terrorized about how disgusting how criminal how sociopathic I don't have to because it's not my reality so you go be who you need to be and I'll be who I need to be and I'm not going to participate with you anymore. And that was an enormous, enormous healing and I really do believe that with all this evil and, you know, for want of better words, it is evil, but also too, part of that whole dynamic is I know the healing that's given me from learning myself, love myself, respect and my boundaries, which were just terrible. I never had them, you know, so... And that unconditional acceptance is, well, you are who you are, but I don't need to hook up. I don't need to. And I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say is that when there's so much focus on this evil and so much energy, we're holding it in place. We're feeding it. We're keeping it going. If everybody just decided who they were and decided not to participate, these that evil would have nothing to hook into, nothing to feed on, and it actually wouldn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. Source can only, when we go back to zero point field energy, that is source, okay? That oh, is I love science. Okay, that is where everything emanates from that. Yes. And so we create everything from that point of reference. You see, so all of the, the stuff that we're trying, the narcissist, it is to show us, it is to, you know, everything is a mirror. It reveals, it's a reflection mm. of what we are. Mm. We're only going to attract, you know, I, 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 I saw it somewhere, this quote, it's like we don't attract what we want, we attract what we are. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so if I can just cut in there, because the big argument with, you know, the, the narcissism stuff is, well, I'm not a narcissist, so I would never operate like that. And I would say, okay, well, you're not a narcissist, but you really have a fear of holding boundaries. You have fear. You've probably got abuse in your DNA, 
you've probably had a narcissistic parent that you've never forgiven you're charging on narcissism so it's like you know those people that are charging on road rage and they hate people cutting them off and they hate, they keep attracting it right so right. you're because a charge on so narcissism yeah. you have a fear of narcissism right right exactly i mean it's it's just it's what is in your present view is what you're going to wherever the, the attention goes energy flows so if you're focused on the narcissism and how much we hate it, people who want to fight cancer, kill cancer, you can't kill and fight anything because that's a negative energy. You have to love your way well. Okay? You've got to love the narcissist and let them go on their way. That's what I'm saying. Everything comes back to that. You don't have to participate with them. You don't need to be in a relationship with them. But you have to live and let live, love them anyway, and go your separate ways. Yes. And, and get out of the head. See, the thing is, is we're logically, we're rationally trying to understand all of this relationship stuff. When, what is relationship? It's, it's love. It comes down to love, all these emotions. That is not a thing of the mind. Emotions are part of the mind, but the love that runs the whole show emanates from our heart. And see, that's what I'm trying to do to shift all of this thinking mm-hmm. and rationalizing and talking, get out of the head mm-hmm. and move into the heart. And mm-hmm. use the mind to assist, but live through your heart because it will never steer you okay. wrong. You will never attract the wrong type because you'll know immediately, I don't feel warm and fuzzy around this person. I'm not going to spend That's time in right. this person. Yes. Something's not right and I can trust myself enough to speak up. I can yeah. you know, ask the right questions and if it doesn't feel right, I don't need to participate. Right. When you value yourself enough because you love yourself enough, you wouldn't tolerate that from the first minute somebody mistreated you, you would end the relationship. Correct. And, you know, yeah. and that's a big argument out there that, uh, you know, sociopaths can really line up anybody, hit anybody, and manipulate and take over anybody. Now, I don't agree. I totally I don't, don't agree. agree. Either. You see the signs no. and the things. If you really listen to your heart, you would feel that something's not right here. And do you know what, Pamela? Every woman that has been with a sociopath, if she's honest, every single one of them knew things weren't right. Mm -hmm. They just didn't want to admit it because there were reasons that they wanted to stay in the relationship. Correct. And they wanted to believe the illusion. Right. Yes. Or they didn't want to lay boundaries or they didn't want to... Yeah, so, you well, know... We see what we choose to see, too. You know, I mean, we kind of let the other stuff go. It's, oh, it doesn't make sense, but I'll let it go. Um, mm. I don't really want to acknowledge it or, you know, whatever. And then that's... And all along, a- after the fact, we'll say, well, yeah, I saw the signs all along. They just didn't add up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but I was in love. I was blinded by love. You know, whatever. You know, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course we we were, but uh, this is about taking responsibility. Okay, so can you tell me a little bit about measurable, achievable forgiveness and what that is? Yeah, so that's a process that has evolved out of all the different kind of energy healing techniques that I've come across over the last few years. And what that is is through kinesiology. um, I I noticed on your blog that you talk about that somewhat. Like you you have a background in kinesiology? Yes, I do. Where you energy measure. We use the arm as a, as a measuring tool to measure the energy throughout your body. So when we ask yep. the body, it's, it's, a, it's a true false question. So when we ask the body certain things and we energy measure through kinesiology, we, can, we, we bypass the conscious and subconscious mind and it goes right to the energy. So I could have you hold an envelope, you don't know what's in it, and if it was something negative, it, you would energy measure weak for it, for instance. Yes, that's And right. so what measurable, achievable forgiveness is, is, is getting to the core issue of um, well, this one process that I found, that, that actually found me a little over a year ago, is called heart forgiveness. And that was the missing link to all of the other energy healing modalities that I was working with, because that actually went right straight to the heart. And mm-hmm. And it measured at the heart energetic level, and we could enter the four sessions of heart forgiveness can clear your past, present, and future anger issues, which are forgiveness issues. And so the sessions are forgive, releasing your biggest forgiveness issue at another person, then forgiving yourself, 
your biggest you know, forgiveness issue with yourself. The third oh, session is, is forgiving God and the mm-hmm. universe. We, regardless if people believe in God and the universe, there's so much that goes back to that, that um, that is a very untouched area. And so many, what happens is when we, when we feel at some point in our life, and it happens pretty young, that, you know, God is off the clock and I have to run the world. That's when it's me against the world and I have the yes, whole world yes. on my shoulders and I'm alone. And yes. so, you know, we, we have this whole identification with God that, you know, God loves me when I'm good. Yes, God loves me when I'm bad. No. So we have conditional un- love. You see, so it's and so energetically in our mind we think God loves me whether I'm good or bad. He forgives me. But when we energy measure people across the board, unless we've cleared it, if you test weak, God loves me when I'm bad. God is in my heart. Okay. Yes, God is in my head. No, I mean so across the board people consistently measure. So that's yes. the third yes. session. And then the fourth session is to learn to live free of anger, unoffendable. And that is absolutely achievable. And so when we energy measure, when I say measurable, achievable forgiveness, we can see that we have cleared your biggest anger issue. So we can identify what your biggest anger issue is at someone right to the day, the minute, the person, the event, and so forth, and then clear it. And then we can energy measure to see that it is cleared. Because as you said, so many times, you know, we'll say, oh, yeah, I've dealt with that. And then, then something comes up again and we realize you know, I didn't quite get it all. Yeah, yeah, because we're getting that mirror back again, saying, oh, gosh, here we go again. Right. And I think that's great when you get aware, don't you? Because when it pops up, you can go, okay, so what is it in me that's still not reconciled and healed here? Exactly. exactly. And then it makes it really simple, doesn't it? Because it's so hard to try and change other people. Especially if they haven't got the resources or they're not well. We right. can't do it. Right. Yes. And, and well, what yeah, you look, that sounds great what you're talking about. Those, look, we've just had, we've just had a, a question come up in the chat room. And it was, we've had a question, can you just explain combing the mirror again? Because this person feels it's very important but doesn't quite understand it. About combing the mirror? Okay, mm. like I said, if you just envision yourself sitting in front of the mirror, okay, and you're, you're, you want to change something about yourself, and so you think, okay, I'm just going to change my hairstyle. And that's just an analogy. You know, We're just comparing that to something you want to change in your life. So instead of getting the comb and brushing your hair on your body, you reach out and you're trying to comb the hair of the reflection in the mirror. You see? And so you look in the mirror, you pick up the comb, you're, you're combing the reflection, and then you wonder why nothing changes in your world. You, you know, you blame so in other words, what we're saying is it's the people out there that are really our reflection, and we're trying to change exactly. them. Part, yes, yes, absolutely. That's, that's part of it. And, but like I said, we're always looking outside. We're trying to change them. We're trying to change the events and whatever. But what yes. is the only thing we can change? Yes. It's ourselves. And so instead of, you know, blaming the, the people in our lives and blaming my job and blaming everything else, mm. everything comes back to us. That's where that personal responsibility comes in. So the reason nothing <laughs> we changes... We just had a response. Yes, he's got what you mean. So that's, that's fantastic. Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. Great. So thank you. Thank you for that. Sure. Yes. So, okay. So forgiveness, you think it's... The, and I do too. I really do. I think it's the last hurdle. We must jump to achieve unconditional love and acceptance. Can you just elaborate yes. on that? Yes. Well, because that is the that is the one block that is standing, you know, between me and loving not only myself. Because if mm. I'm not able to forgive another for something, then I am blocking that love, and everything comes back. So if I'm if I'm withholding love from somebody out there. There's love not coming and finding its way to me. And so that, that's the last hurdle to achieve unconditional love and acceptance because when we no longer harbor unforgiveness at somebody or ourselves, we are free to love and live and let live. Totally. So and let's just clarify, you know, maybe a really big abuser in your life, 
this is not about, you know, well, I open my heart and I love them and, you know, I let them know I love them. And you said that before, you don't need to tell them. And, of course, in a lot of cases, it wouldn't be healthy to do that. But it really, it's, isn't it that acceptance, that unconditional love is acceptance. Okay, I can accept that you are what you are. And that's okay. Right. Because that I know I like, like what, it necessarily, you see. You have to like them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean I like someone's behavior. But if I don't like their no. behavior, I'm not going to be in a relationship with them. But I, you know, that's just my personal view of what they're doing. But that doesn't in mean In other I don't words, that's the head analysis, yeah. isn't it? But the heart analysis is, look, whatever, and really it's very spiritual, isn't it? It's about all is in perfect and divine order no matter what it looks like. Exactly. Exactly. And when you hit that place, I mean, I've had clients that have had cancer and when through theta healing, they've accepted and blessed the cancer. They've actually, rather than fighting it and resistance to it, they said, you know, I accept and I bless that this is here for a reason and it's in perfect and divine order. That cancer is dissolved because exactly. they accepted it. Right, exactly. And they, and they don't hate it and they're not fighting it and they're not killing it because what is hate? It's just like with war, you know, war mm. creates more fighting, more killing. You know, I mean, you can't, when the, the whole cancer thing, I mean, um, I, I watched a great video um, by Greg Braden on YouTube, and it was um, about this, metal, this woman who had an inoperable uterine tumor, or bladder tumor, one or the other, and she was at a medicineless hospital in Beijing, and three practitioners stood over her under ultrasound, and they, they didn't try to kill the cancer, they didn't, you know, have any problem with the cancer, they just saw her in perfect health and sent love and help, you know, and that's all they saw her as yes. perfectly created being of love that she arrived here as, which we all still are at our core. We still have a pure, yes. healthy core. And with under three minutes on ultrasound, that tumor disappeared. You can watch it live on YouTube. Yes. So it is absolutely, you know, it, 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 it is real. The, when we see things, which they are, we go. That's where we go back to zero point field. That is that is where everything emanates, and we we arrived here. Ninety five percent of us arrived here as you know perfectly healthy, loving, forgiving children. We didn't arrive okay. here angry. We we mm -hmm. learned anger. Anger is a learned skill. Okay, so what is yeah. learned can be unlearned, and so that's what, what that causes children. We couldn't have, you know, really, I mean, because, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, I consciously didn't choose that and that was just, you know, a really horrible deal and, you know, I got that mother that was alcoholic or that father who was abusive or, you know, well, yes, you did. But, there's but it still, can, but and as an adult, you don't have to stay in that powerless child state. Right. But, you know, but everything comes back down to love one another regardless. You, yes. you know, and again, the victims of victims role. You know, Louise Hay talks about we are all victims of victims. So the parent that abused you, 90, 99% of the time, they were abused. Okay, That's and then not. who abused them? It keeps going back to another generation, another generation, and another generation. That's right. And so, and and so the problem is one thing is for certain, if you're going to hate the abuser and keep that, that charge fighting the abuser, you're just going to keep the pattern running. Exactly. And again, until we learn the lesson, we're back to algebra class again. And so the yes. whole lesson, I believe we all arrived here, we all have the same purpose, and that is to yes. love and to serve. Okay? And so if, yes. I'm, if I, I'm a love and serve everyone except my mother who beat me, well, mm. I, I didn't pass algebra class. Yep. It, that's, it's, it's all inclusive. Yeah, and look, uh, nobody likes algebra. Algebra sucked. Yeah, yeah, it's all inclusive. You either pass it or you don't, and it's it's just like I can forgive and not forget. Well, you don't get amnesia, but when you remember, when when you remember that event, is it still causing you pain? And if so, then you haven't healed it. You haven't forgiven. It's partial per forgiveness. It's like partially pregnant. You're either pregnant or you're not. You've forgiven or you haven't. Mm. There's no grades. We've got another, actually this one's come at me. We've got another question in the chat room. So we're trying to change what's reflected, Mel. Well, look, we're trying to change our experience. 
to uh, this is Blonde's boy who's put this up in the chat room. But look, the thing is, when we're full and when we are resourced to ourselves and when we are being loved and we are being unconditional, the great thing is, is we don't have expectations. So we don't have that, well, you know, in order for me to be happy, you have to behave in a certain way. Because really, we're back to, well, I'm happy and, you know, I don't need you to be a certain way in order for me to go on and know myself. And, and I can uh, see and observe your behaviour and, you know, if it's not really what I'm after, well, then I don't have to participate with it. But I don't have to change it to make me happy. But the irony is, is when we really are taking responsibility for self rather than looking for the changes outside of ourselves, we find that our environment starts reflecting back like attracts like very easily. So we do, don't we, Pamela? It's like... Uh, you know, because we are taking on that responsibility, we find that other people just start adding very naturally in genuine ways to who we are. Right, absolutely. And, and when we are in alignment with who we are, then we attract, again, it's like I equate it to, you know, to driving down the road. Okay? When you are in alignment with your higher self and your purpose, everything feels good. Feel, feel good, feel God, feel mm-hmm. healthy. Everything is, everything is in the flow. But what happens mm. is something, you know, something event happens or somebody shows up in our life and we cross that middle line and we're on the wrong side of the road. All of a sudden we feel fear, we feel bad, we feel nervous, we're worried, you know, all of this stuff. We jealousy, all, all of the negative emotions, mm. we feel bad. And the minute mm. we feel bad, that is a sign that we are not in alignment with ourself, with our higher self, with source, with God. And so the minute we, we recognize that, we need to pull the car back, you know, ease it back into the alignment and go on about our way. And so that can be anything. It can be a job. It can be a person. It can be anything in our life that we don't feel like we're thriving in because we're only robbing ourselves out of the love, the help, the happiness that we seek by being out of alignment with our higher self, which is, again, for all of us, is to be loving and kind. Because when, yeah. when I'm nice to somebody, I feel great. When I do something for somebody, I feel great. When I'm mean or hurtful or angry at somebody, I feel awful. You know, that's a universal, yeah. Yeah. that's how we all feel. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a way to understand that, you know, we do it to ourselves. And that's when, right. And if we're trying to be nice and giving to, let's say, somebody... Because, you know, like I've said before, a lot of my work is with the sociopathic narcissist who may not have empathy and compassion, and that does exist. But you're not being loving to yourself. If you're giving to somebody trying to get from somebody who really doesn't want to give back or they don't have the resources or that's not their agenda, stop doing it. Right, right. And, and stop thinking you can change somebody into who you want them to be because, because you know, you're so... I've had so many people that they think, oh, well, I'm going to be the one to change this guy or whatever. When he sees how wonderful I am, then he's going to change his ways and see the light and become the man, you know, I want him to be, and that's never the case. They're setting themselves up, and it happens again and again and again. And these people are saying, well, you know, it's it's for his best. And really, if you're really honest, you're not doing it for his best. You're trying to do it for your own. Exactly, because then you're thinking when you turn him into who you want him to be, then you're going to be happy. Mm. You see, so we, we do everything for ourselves in the end. You know, so that's, it's, that's not loving somebody unconditionally. That's serving our, ourselves. That's a very selfish love. That's not it unconditional is. love. Yes. That's needy love. And then that often brings the projection about how that wrong that person is outside of you and again, it comes back to the responsibility, doesn't it? Exactly. Oh. And, and when, it all when, comes back to the responsibility. Right. And loving and accepting yourself again, everything comes back to that. So when you are that, then you will only attract somebody who will love you and accept you for who you are and vice versa. You're going to attract that person that you're going to love because you are whole. You will attract somebody else who is whole and healthy and knows how mm-hmm. to love you the way that you've always wanted to be loved because you are loving him the way that he's always wanted to be loved. Spot on. And here's this big circle because then there is a lot of people that could say, well, after what happened to me, there is no way I can ever be whole and healthy. 
So again, you know, it looks like they're expecting somebody else to fix that. Right. Well, they can be whole and healthy again when they're t- when they are through being anything other than loving of themselves. Because when they're when they feel they're too sick to be, or they've been they've had too hard of a path to be um, lovable or to love themselves, you know, again, it's always it's always going right back to them. That if they don't right. love themselves healthy, nobody else can or will. That's right. So then we come back to forgiveness, don't we? The necessity for that. It, it always. That's why I always say it's the last hurdle before we achieve unconditional love and acceptance for ourselves and all others. Because until we get that, we will be we will be stuck in this pattern of anger and victimization for our entire life. And I mean, I've had this. I've had this with 80-year-old men who had father issues, and their fathers have been long gone for decades, and they're still hurt, and they're still seeking that approval they never got, and they still haven't forgiven their father who has been long gone for not approving mm. of them. Who needs to approve of you other than you in the end? Mm. Hey, hey, we've so got a question here. Yeah. Okay. We've got a question here, if if we may. So, and you know. Okay, what if the person you attract does not love you? How does Pamela explain that? Okay. Well, the, if the person I attract doesn't love me, mm-hmm. okay, then, then they're not the person I'm meant to be in relationship with. Correct. You see? I mean, either somebody's going to love... If I'm, if I'm loving and giving uh, unconditionally to this person and they don't love me back, then that is not who I'm meant to be with. That's right. Again, it's like and do you know what? There's, there's, there's nothing always wrong a gift in that too. Loving. That person is going to be reflecting something back at you, aren't they? That you right. still need to heal. That's why I think all relationships are amazing. And there's a gift well, in all of them. Or, or it shows you how healthy you are. Because if I'm in a relationship yes. and I'm loving somebody unconditionally and they're not loving me back that same way, I would say thank you, God, because obviously there's somebody out there better, better suited for me that's going to give me that love, you know. And yeah. it's not you. And there's not anything wrong with him because he doesn't love me. He's just yeah. not the one for me in the end. You see? Yeah. I have these, these these friends that do this all the time. Well, why isn't he doing this? Why doesn't he love me? Why isn't he calling me when he said he was going to? And I said he's just being who he is. You're upset because. He's not doing what you want him to do, but he's just showing up as he is. And you don't like it because he's not giving you what you want. And then maybe too, maybe, you know, they have got that, that bit of codependent aspect going, you know, where I'm, I'm needing that, where I need to fulfill myself more. Because energetically, as we know, when we can get needy, it can repel people. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we, we love somebody because we love them and not because we need them or, or have to have them. I mean, because then, it, again, it comes on a, a want, and the want is an unfulfilled desire. It, again, it's, it's mm. like wanting to have somebody fill that void that I haven't filled in myself. Mm. And it's a big repellent. It's, a, it's not a nice cologne. Yes, yes. No, not at all. <laughs> And that's why a lot of women too, you know, they can be with a guy and he's not committal and he doesn't want to be around me and then they split up and then, you know, he ends up really committing to somebody and really being into her and ends up getting married. And they're like, what just happened there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when you, yeah, so when everybody in relation to us is really, you know, um, there's such an energy dance going on, isn't there? Absolutely. And, and, and again, it shows you just how healthy you are when you're in a healthy relationship mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. shows what you need to address and work on if, if you're not in a healthy relationship. And you know and what? Hallelujah to that because finally you can actually do something about changing your life and really getting the life you want. It's, it, everything comes back to us. There is no, it, it isn't you know, somebody who's lucky or whatever. It's what you expect. And you know it's 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 um, being worthy and knowing that there is somebody out there. I believe there's somebody out there for everyone. There's mm. a wonderful relationship out there for everyone, 
and uh, you know we can partially. be very compatible with a lot of people, but I really think there is one special, you know, twin soul for each of us, yes. and that when we we will only meet that person when we are each healthy and whole and can come together to complement the other fully and wholly. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so tell me more, or tell the listeners more about your International Forgiveness Day and what you're wanting to set up and how can people listening get involved to help make this happen? Well, I, you know, there's an International Peace Day and so forth and um, one of my the members of the Forgiveness Healing Group on Facebook raised the idea about a Forgiveness Day and shared with me the, the tradition in Jainism that is a form of Hinduism that they've had this international they, they've had a Forgiveness Day for over 2,500 years and wow they've never missed How a cool. year it, and but on that day it's not just a day you give a card and you know <laughs> whatever they actually go to their loved ones their neighbors or coworkers anybody they are in a relationship with, um, regardless of how, you know, whether it's intimate or personal, whatever, but just somebody that they're in a relationship with and ask for forgiveness and offer forgiveness. And so it is, and he says that what that does to the community is it's just amazing, the energy that happens because everybody gets a clean slate and and everybody really starts fresh. And I know when there's different religions that, you know, have different versions of that, but to have a forgiveness day where you really, you know, it's, it's to bring up the conversation and to understand the importance of forgiveness and and know how healing that that can be. And so there are several different forgiveness days that I'm involved with and I'm trying to connect them all and, and make them one um, international forgiveness day and this one that I'm working with out in California. We are close to getting the legislation passed to have a bill submitted to create a international forgiveness day and get it then um, approved with the United Nations, but um, there's a lot of different ones going on around the world. And if and anybody who's listening can contact me and let me know, you know, how much you'd like to be involved and where you live and so forth, and um, to make this a real holiday and event that people talk about and get involved with and start healing families because everything in the end comes down to a family member. Um, the majority mm. of all forgiveness issues have to do with somebody inside the family. And um, mm. 90% of the work I do, it's, it's within the family, and the majority of that is parent and child. And, um, it, and it's too bad because, it's, you know, love is what makes the world go round, and, and to rob ourselves out of that is, um, I don't know, I feel like it's mm. very unnecessary when, when there are tools and there's processes that really can affect change within, you know, hours and not years of therapy. And it's definitely mm-hmm. achievable. And that's why people need to know that there's things like this out here that actually work. And it's not just more talk. It's actual tools to help people resolve these issues once and for all. Look, totally. I see people stuck in decades can move in weeks through forgiveness. Shift. Their whole life changes. Everything. Oh, yeah. It works. It absolutely works. It changed my life beyond description. As soon as I did it, it changes everything. And I think that ego part of us, you know, can so struggle with it. Like, well, if I'm going to forgive someone, I know I used to think if I'm going to forgive someone, well, what if they don't accept it? What if they abuse me more? What if I'm going to be defenseless? And it's just so not about that, is it, Pamela? No, again, worrying about all that's only going to attract that. You know, of again, know your value, know you're worthy, and let the rest take care of itself. Be loving and kind, and that's it. And and everything else will take care of itself. And it's really that simple. I mean, I just to a, you know a group of high school kids a month ago, and you know they're 16, 17 years old, and I said, there's one road to health and happiness and love that we seek. And that is to be loving and kind all the time, no matter what. And you can get that at 16 or at 60 or never. Yes. You know, the choice is yours. Yes. And, and we rob ourselves. And there, there is no other way. I've studied mm-hmm. it. I've researched it. I've talked to millions. Yep. It, there is no other way. 
And what would you say to the people, because I can hear it, I can hear it going off in the back of my head that, you know, what some sort of factions would be saying is they'd be saying, well, you know, it's the good and the kind and the loving people that get exploited and get abused. What would you say to that? I I disagree. Either either they're, I mean, they always say the nice guy finishes last, that kind of thing. That's, you know what, I don't, I don't believe that because I've only... And they say that the sociopath will go for the nice, loving, giving woman. She's the nice girl that hooks up with a sociopath, that's what they say. Mm-hmm. What would you say to that? Well, again, there's something about her that attracted that. You know, again, if you are vibrating at a pure heart level, then you are only going to attract somebody who is also at a pure heart level. Yep. And you would have no business with anything that wasn't. You just, it wouldn't be a match for you. You do not attract it. It's just, what was it? The the first book that I read on this 10 years ago was called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And it was a book about what we vibrate is what we attract. And out of that whole book, what I got is the woman who fears being raped is on the same frequency as the rapist, and they find each other. Correct. Correct. So, Correct. so how the nice, nice, wonderful woman attracted a sociopath, there's something in her that, and, and again, and it's something she created, and we, 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 uh, we blame a lot on our DNA, our genes, and our parents and everything else, but at some point, yeah. you know, we have to claim responsibility for all of that. Well, that's and the only way we're going to change it. Exactly, because you're going to blame your parents. So what are they going to do for you? Who, how can your parents change you? How That's can anything not. that has ever happened in the past change you until you change yourself right here, right now, today? And so it's, oh, it starts the decision. And the other thing, Melanie, what I found out is through all this work that we have to invite the belief, the truth, into our energy. So any change we want to make, we invite that into our energy, which is our heart, our spirit, our soul level. Because when we try to change our mind, we know what that's like. Tomorrow I'm going to think something different or something's going to happen. But when you change, when you invite that truth into your heart, it becomes of you. It's not a flippant kind of thought or idea that's going to change the wind. It becomes your truth. That's right. You're being it. Yes, you are being it. You're not thinking it or, Mm. you know, whatever. You own it. It is who you are. That's right. When you're being it, you don't have to think about it. It just is, isn't it? Exactly. And, and you, don't, you, know, you don't worry about attracting the sociopaths or the cheaters no. or the abusers. That's not, they no. do not come to your sphere. They just, it's just like, I, I don't spe- you know, fear getting speeding tickets. I never get stopped, ever. And yes. I speak yes. <laughs> because I don't have a fear yes. of getting you know, pulled over and other people yeah. who are always fearful, getting they're getting a ticket every week, you know. So yeah. it's not that, you know, I mean, you're invisible in their radar, in other words, of, the, of what you are not vibrating, you are invisible to that yeah. radar. Absolutely. All right, so Pamela, we're nearly done. So can you tell people how they can find you and how they can get involved in your Facebook group? And Yes, well, the same name, my uh, website is, uh, forgivenesshealing.com and the group on Facebook is also Forgiveness Healing so um, we're getting close to being maxed out on the group I guess I'm going to have to launch a fan page which <laughs> I'm not looking forward to but <laughs> oh well no but anyway it's been one, it's been a wonderful experience and um, the, the people I've met all over the world have just been phenomenal and again it's a message whose time has come because the, the, the way that this is being received all across the board and every religion and race and culture and um, so forth has just been phenomenal. So, Well, that's it. We all need Great. the vibrational shift because the head's not going to do it. And Absolutely. it hasn't for centuries. Right. So we have to move into our heart, live through our heart, and um, let the rest take care of itself because it will really guide you to your the health and happiness and love we seek. Gorgeous. Thank you so much, Pamela, for sharing today. Really powerful message. And, you know, listeners, check out Pamela's, uh, you know, become a fan on her fan page and really join this movement. And uh, this is all about healing and coming together in really powerful ways. So thank you, Pamela, and uh, you have a great night. Thank you, Melanie. You too. Have a wonderful day. (laughs) All right, darling. And we'll talk again. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. 
So yeah, great show everybody and uh, you know I hope you got a lot out of it and please if you've got any questions for me on the show or Pamela, uh, ask it, come forward and ask it and um, you know we can both help you with forgiveness work so and her methods sound fantastic and definitely worth checking out. So okay, so I'm going to be here next week and until then keep smiling and I'm going to keep playing with my kittens who I just love, I'm so in love with them. All right. And you have a great day and bye-bye everybody. Bye.